People sometimes think fun is the solution to all problems. More important is to build a great company culture. Just fun doesn't replace the other necessary things you have to do as a CEO or as a company. And communication is obviously a core part of your job as a leader. And so I think this is so extremely critical and highly underrated in any company. Welcome to Speak Like a CEO, the leading podcast on CEO and founder communications. My name is Oliver Aust. I'm a best-selling author, podcaster, CEO of EOPSA Communications. And today, joining us from New York City is Janis Niebelschwitz. He's the founder and CEO of CoachUp, a company you've probably heard about. And I'm very, very happy that he agreed to be part of this podcast. Janis, hello. Welcome. Hello, thanks for having me. For those who don't know CoachUp, which is probably no one out there, but just to, you know, for the record, CoachUp is a leading global talent development platform that aims to democratize coaching. And you probably find better and, and more accurate words, but to me, this is what, what you are. Now, I read, Yannis, that fun is one of the core operating principles of CoachUp. Is that true? And, and how does this materialize in your day-to-day -day work? Because you're building a great company, so I can't imagine it's all fun and games. <laughs> Yeah, so it's true. So one of our core values is uh, culture first and definitely fun is definitely one part of it. And well, I think it starts with, you know, the personality of, of my co-founder and myself, but to give you a concrete example. So um, last year we had a, um, a global uh, summit where we invi invited all of our employees and we made a talent show. So uh, people could sign up and perform in front of 600 people. And that was, you know, not only the, the most fun thing I've ever seen, but also so many talented people, people you usually don't see, right? Because they're maybe, you know, in some function that you're not um, exposed to uh, regularly, but then you see those people on stage and how they, you know, perform and um, how they thrive in their roles. And uh, that was just amazing and actually, one small uh, thing happened as well. One of the uh, salespeople from, from the US um, approached me and said, hey, Jans, I heard you play the drums. So we spontaneously, <laughs> you know, performed uh, Johnny Be Good on stage. Uh, and, and it was wow. actually pretty cool, but it was mostly because of the of the gentleman who was an awesome singer. Wow, and, and who won or what was the most memorable contribution to the talent show? Uh, I can't remember, it was definitely <laughs> not me, um, but it was, I think, um, I think it was a singer uh, who yeah. sang um, some folklore uh, regional song from from the Balkan somewhere. It was amazing. Wow! Yeah, yeah. wow! That, really, that really sounds cool. that sounds fantastic. Yeah. Do you think companies need to inject more fun? I mean, in general, do you think no, no, this is just us. That's our culture. You can't replicate this. So there's, you know, people sometimes think fun is um, is 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 the solution to all problems. I think. More important is to build a great company culture, uh, great career paths, uh, ways to um, grow yourself, um, uh, have a purpose. I think that these things are more important. Fun is super important as well. Um, but you know, just fun doesn't replace the other necessary things you have to do as a CEO or as a company uh, to create a, a thriving work environment. Yeah. That's, that's what I would say. Yeah, it's, 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 I agree. Yeah. I mean, I, I was part of an organization, EasyJet, that also had fun with the core cultural tenants. And it was it was paired with hardcore focus and hardcore competitive drive. So yeah, I sense there may be something similar going on on your side. But let's rewind. I mean, you're a seasonal entrepreneur. This is your third company. I mean, just for context, Yannis. So what were the other companies and, and sort of 
talk talk us talk to us about your your journey as an entrepreneur leader. Yeah. So um, that's true. So I had two other companies before. Um, I actually found them together with my brother, who's my current co-founder as well. Um, so the first one was a kind of a funky business. Uh, we had our um, a company called My Perfume, where you can create your own personalized perfume online. Uh, yep, without smelling it, you're right. So um, <laughs> you know that was kind of funky. We were just out of university. Um, uh, we had more than two hundred thousand clients, um, um, and but in the end, we didn't you know pursue the company. Um, actually, you know the, the good thing though, uh, you know coming out of this um, the story of my perfume was actually the it sparked the um, the idea for coach hub 10 years later so that was kind of fun mm. and the other company that we built was um, called test hub uh, so uh, crowd software and usability testing and uh, this company is now part of uh, Vista equity uh, one of the largest private equity companies in the world so That was um that was a good ride. Yeah, but I mean, twenty thousand customers for your first business, consumer 200, space, two hundred sorry, two hundred thousand. That is massive. So, and, and despite the sort of what you could see as a flaw that it's a perfume, but I can't smell it. <laughs> so you must have gotten a few things right there. Yeah, it was a. I mean, it was definitely a fun journey, and uh, um, you know, the media loved it. The media loved uh, you know, it. Three, yeah, sure. three, uh, three kids from school starting a perfume business where you can create your own perfume online. That that was, you know, you, we were on every TV show and everything because it was just a funny story. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ultimately, uh, you know, it, it didn't work out. Um, so we decided to pursue other ventures, but it was definitely uh, to some degree successful. I, I would yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, it sounds like a great media story, and and. Um, you probably got a taste of okay. Communications can really help you develop um, your customer base and spread the word sure. that you could probably couldn't afford to in terms of in terms of advertising and marketing. You mentioned that um, the the idea for Coach Up sprang out of um, your initial business by perfume. So, how did that happen? Yeah. So, um, so we started um, Coach Up uh, around five years ago. Um, It was when my brother visited me in Dublin. Um, I was living in Dublin at that time. And um, we were walking the rainy streets of Dublin and thinking to ourselves, hey, we are entrepreneurs deep in our hearts and we love building things um, and we have to do business together again uh, because we had a couple of years where we didn't do business together, but uh, we decided it's time to do it again. So we, we walked the streets of Dublin And we, we thought, hey, what, you know, what is, what does a good business look like? And because we didn't want to build another perfume company or, I don't know, um, an online shoe uh, e-commerce company or something like that, we wanted to do something with obviously a commercial, um, interesting business model in the background, but also with a strong purpose and something that does good to people and best case to society. So um, we looked through, you know, different options and ideas and um, we reminded ourselves of, of our experience with my perfume that I just shared with you um, because back in the days um, we experienced how tough it is as a as a manager to to lead a team and to work together so um, as an example so I mean as, as I just told you we were just two well back in the day three kids out of uni um, starting a first company and you learn all kinds of funny things in university if you if you study uh, business but what you don't learn 
is how to lead others, how to build teams, how to build a vision, how to build cohesion, how to communicate, um, and also now how to lead yourself. And you know, and all these things that 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 surfaced, I would say, a year after we founded uh, my perfume in the, in the early days, uh, to a point where we actually um, started to fight big time, and the, the whole company was uh, going to 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 break loose because I mean, it was just one year. We did the whole company more than five years. Just after after the first year already. Um, there were so many conflicts, there was so many, so much stress and all these things that actually somebody referred an external coach to help us. Um, that was more than 10 years ago, right? So that was actually really in the early days of coaching. And this gentleman, he helped us so much in, in our, in our way, how we communicate, how we, you know, think about our own, uh, way of, of, of addressing topics about our own feelings, about, how to uh, build a team, how to tackle, uh, um, you know, how to build a vision, how to tackle topics that arise in the team. And this was so extremely powerful um, that I actually had a coach throughout my whole career. And mm. anyway, long story, fast forward, <laughs> we were uh, walking the rainy streets of Dublin. We reminded ourselves of this story and about the impact this gentleman had on ourselves. And we said, hey, like, why is it actually that often coaching is only accessible to, you know, to the top people in a company like the CEOs or executive level, while coaching is so extremely powerful, aren't there any tech solutions out there? Isn't there any, you know, technical ways to democratize coaching and to make it more accessible to people across the globe? Uh, right. And we played around with ideas and then we ended up with CoachUp and we, you know, grabbed our laptops. Um, I moved back to Berlin and we started coding and uh, well, the rest is history. The rest is history. I mean, it's, it's hard to how to assume that that didn't exist even a few years ago, right? Because today, coach platforms to find coaches for, for business, but also for everything else, are pretty common. So you've you, you broke a lot of ground there. And how how is it founding companies with your brother? Is it from a communications perspective? I mean, you know each other so well, but often, I mean, I have three siblings, so there's a lot of emotional baggage, and you know, it's it's usually fine, but there's obviously more to it and more history than with someone you met at university, say. Yeah, so a hundred percent. So, um, and like as I mentioned in our first venture, it was that was definitely the case. So we had so many fights, and I would even say without our coach, uh, I think my relationship with my brother would have even been broken. You know, also on a personal level by now, if we wouldn't have solved those problems back in the day by openly talking about the things that are going on. So I 100% agree with you. So that's, that's definitely a topic. We had our fights back in the days uh, and our, we got help on that. Um, and that's why it's now awesome, right? <laughs> so we have done some business together since then. And now we you know, you know, everybody has its yeah. um, focus areas and it, it's really good and it's really fun. It's a high level of trust. Yeah. But I can definitely agree with the, you know, with the initial impression. <laughs> and and what I love about your company is that you're not just um, connecting people. You, you you mentioned the scientific approach to coaching. So what what's behind that term? Yeah. So I mean, we are the world's largest digital coaching platform. Meaning we, you know, just quickly the business model. So we match uh, certified business coaches with employees of companies of all sizes. Um, and we do have more than um, 3,500 business coaches throughout the globe and 15 offices. So we're literally, literally in all countries and um, cities in the world. And we can coach throughout the globe, obviously, because it's, it's digital, it's virtual. So the coaching is through our app. And you can track all kinds of things. There's learning videos and all the good stuff. Um, 
Yeah, so, um, but what is very important to us is that we, we not only match the, the we don't want to be a matching platform, you know, because maybe those, those things have, have existed before. We want to go three steps ahead. We want to build a complete solution for a company that says we want to transform our workforce. We want to rethink how people, um, work together. Uh, we want to, you know, increase productivity, um, teams for all these things. And, and this requires a bit more than just matching them, right? So we, what we do is we have a, um, a holistic uh, coaching framework that's um, developed by our scientific board. There's people like Marshall Goldsmith, maybe you, you know him, like mm -hmm. people of this caliber are there. And we do also 15 um, behavioral scientists. These are uh, psychologists um, who are working with us all across the globe. They're full-time employees. And these people do the research around coaching and everything because there's, it's still in its infancy, right? There's so much uh, room for... Um, for more research that can be done, how to increase the effectiveness of coaching, how we can, you know, make it more, you know, even more effective, right? Yeah. This, this is our purpose as well. C could you give an example of something you do that makes coaching more effective that, let's say, you know, your average coach doesn't do or doesn't know about? Yeah, absolutely. So the first thing that we always say is that coaching is a journey. So I would not recommend to do like three, four coaching sessions and expect that you're a better manager, right? That's like going to the gym, three, four times going to the gym and then saying, hey, I'm done. That doesn't work. Yes. I have my coach, like my coach up coach for five years and I'm doing my sessions every month because I want to grow and I know there are stuff that I have to learn and work on. So this is the most important thing. And through our platform model, it's so affordable that you can actually do it with all your people, right? Whereas in the old days, you know, you could maybe afford three months of coaching. Right? Yeah. Because it's just so this is I think this is the most important thing. Then we do have um, the Coach Up Academy, which is basically a learning library. There are thousands of uh, content pieces, videos, exercises, and everything, and they are matched to the topic that you're currently working on, right? So you have immediately content that you consume based on the stuff that you're working on. So this is this is awesome as well. And then third, you can actually track your progress. So uh, you rate yourself after each coaching session. Um, you know, how you were dealing with stress, how the conflicts with your team have evolved and all these things. And we can display this on an anonymized level to um, to HR leaders and they can actually draw conclusions, which is kind of cool, right? Because then you really um, know what's going on. That, that, that's really cool. And um, I mean, I think you mentioned accountability and continuity, which are two obviously pillars of, of successful coaching. And I think that's that's so important to understand. And I would love to understand sort of the communication between the two parties, obviously, with you know, my communications hat on. So coaching works through communication. What, what have you um, what have you noticed that works particularly well and what maybe doesn't work well when sort of coach and coachee communicate? Yeah, I mean, first of all, coaching, um, sorry, communication is an own topic within our coaching uh, framework. So because as a, as a leader, so our target target group is um, mid-level, like entry to mid-level managers. These are our typical target groups that are um, going to our coaching programs. And communication is obviously a core part of your job as a leader, as a manager, right? Yeah. So I, I would even bet that Absolutely. the majority of people are working on their communication with their coach. It's about communicating with others, trying mm -hmm. to understand before you, you know, try to be understood, uh, you know, working with different personality types, 
you know, the shadow that you cast, how do I communicate with other, it's, it's a very interesting topic and we could talk about this for ages, I guess, but you know, just sharing yeah. that, uh, it's a, it's a totally <laughs> central topic here. Um, and regarding your question, let me think. So it's, I, so what we, what we found is that it's important that the first coaching session, um, that both parties agree on on some kind of commitment. So for example, I'm going to commit to do mm -hmm. two coaching sessions per month. Um, and I'm giving you, dear coach, the permission to hold me accountable. Then then it works, right? Because there's kind of a, a contract um, that, that makes the whole um, situation work. Mm. Yeah, that, that's, that's a, that makes a lot of sense. It seems that you're now taking things to the next level. So I noticed uh, someone called Amy uh, spelled A-I, M Y. Yep. So the clues in the name, I suppose. So it's an AI coach, right? Yep, exactly. What's, what's behind Amy? Yeah. So Amy is a research project, um, and it's free. Like you can just sign up online. Um, so, uh, it's, we train, um, the model on coaching principles. Uh, it's really awesome. Try it out. As I said, it's free and it, it works really well because you can, you know, do basic coaching things through 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 Amy, for example, you know, some career questions or um, I don't know, how do, how should my CV look or or anything. Obviously, the more advanced things you still need a human and that's our deep conviction that coaching will forever stay human in its core, mm -hmm. but AI can can support. But yeah, again, this this ties back to our um, ambition to be the leading uh, also scientific uh, scientifically backed company in the in the world and the coaching world because uh, we develop we put a lot of money into this and people can try it out for free because we want to advance the coaching um, science in the world. Mm -hmm. So, what can the AI do better than a human coach and vice versa? So, a human can definitely read between the lines, <laughs> can recognize faces, can recognize the tones, can recognize making a break. Yeah. Uh, you know, these interpersonal um, emotions that are impossible for a bot yet to, to, to cover, right? Um, so this is, I think, that's why we think that, that coaching is, is, is going to stay a, a human forever. And also the accountability part, right? Because if I talk to you now and we, we agree that we're going to meet in two weeks, I, you know, I feel it's a different level of commitment than yes. talking to a bot. And then, you know, yeah. because the bot is just another app, right? Exactly. So, we totally think that co coaching is going to stay human. Um, however, um, basic things um, can be covered, like how, I don't know, how should I uh, uh, prepare my meeting or something? Like when it's pretty straightforward, I think you can you can work with Amy um, to get started. I think when it gets a little bit more uh, complicated, you, you should turn to a human. Yeah, I think it makes perfect sense. I think here for you as coaches, but also in, in many other areas, I think it's that combination of technology and the human interaction that will really get good results. And what, what I like about AI coaching solutions is that you have them in your pocket. And if you have a question, you can just ask and, and often it gives you maybe a prompt. Ah, okay. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. So I like how that, how, you know, how it's getting better and how it's, how it's helping all of us. And I think it, it, it will play a big role in, in companies going forward as well. So it makes makes complete sense for me that, that you're investing in that area as well. And talk about investing. Um, you know, obviously you you found a very successfully raised quite a few rounds by now, or in total three hundred and thirty million dollars for coach up. 
What have you learned in terms of communicating with investors and those who you want to invest um, during that time? So, <clears throat> um, I mean, first of all, is collect all the facts. <laughs> I think that's that's the very first uh, lesson you can you have to <laughs> learn when you uh, when you're pitching to investors. Um, and obviously, it's great to bring traction to the table because at some point, especially the the later stage investors, they're gonna look at your numbers anyway. So don't try to you know fake anything because they're gonna look at your numbers anyway. Um, so be transparent up front. Of course, show your excitement because it is exciting. But back everything up with numbers. I think that's that's how VCs work as well. They're very number driven people. So and that's great. Um, so be be sure you have all the the numbers at hand. And um, you know that the cool storytelling part is definitely important. But be prepared to yeah. facts. Uh, storytelling part is is important. I, I agree. And and so what do you go into investor meetings and and tell them the origin story? I mean, think about the early days. Probably not now, but in the early days, okay. Matty and I met and we fought, and you know this is how we learned about coaching. Is that the story you would tell to investors as well? Yeah, I mean, there's different kind of investors. Some investors are purely number driven. They look at the market size and the, the traction and everything. And there's other investors who who invest in founder teams that are very visionary and want to change and disrupt the market. Mm. I think in our case, I think <laughs> that's both is the case, right? Yeah. So, um, and I think that's, just, that's the reason why we got the money. But um, I think, yeah, it's, it's if, sure. I mean, you have to have a vision, right? Yeah. Because it's a big and lofty goal. And, you know, we want to democratize coaching, make it accessible to everybody inside a, inside an organization. That's, that's a big goal. Yeah. And without, you know, a vision and uh, and a good story, it's worth nothing, right? But again, at some point you need to bring the numbers because... Yeah. <laughs> and you have some visionary visionary backers, right? So some of the funds that invested are, are pretty visionary. And, and so if you look at the big picture, if, if I'm right. They, they are, but they also looked at the numbers very closely. <laughs> yeah. that, that's right. I think the numbers... You have to bring the numbers. I think <laughs> without the numbers, there's you know have to be very very early stage in order to um, not have your numbers in place. But even then, make, makes perfect sense. I like I like that you sort of um, confirm that the storytelling part is important, and that that's what we always tell founders as well. That you know have both you know appeal to the emotions, appeal to the visionary um, side of of the VC community, but also of course to to those who crunch the numbers. So um, part of that money, obviously, in, you invested in growing in the US, right? Is that is that fair? I mean, you're you in New York, so I understand you're, you're living in New York now? So I'm living to, in New York for yeah. eight months now, yeah. For eight months now, wow. And you're, you're focusing on the US market, I presume, which is a big, certainly a big part of your future success story. Otherwise, you probably wouldn't be there, right? Yeah, exactly. But what have you learned, I mean, selling into corporate America compared to, to Germany and, and, and Europe? What, what are the differences in terms of expectations and what people want from coaches? Mm -hmm. So the coaching market in the US it's is much more advanced than in, in Europe. I can remember uh, five years ago when I called German corporates and tried to sell them coaching and they said, oh, what coach? You mean like <laughs> mentoring or outplacement coaching? I said, no, 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 coaching as a you know, proactive strategic tool to uh, grow your workforce. I don't workforce. need this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They don't need I, I mean, nowadays, need it. <laughs> all yes, of those are. large automotive companies, all DAX companies are our clients, right? So, I mean, Absolutely. a lot has changed since five years. <laughs> the good news yes. is that, like, much is, you know, the US is further uh, advanced, yeah. right? So, they're, they know what coaching is. They love coaching. So, it's it's easier to, to get a conversation started. That's good. The deal sizes are bigger. Um, 
yeah, I think these are the two most important differences that, that we can see. Obviously, it's much more expensive in terms yeah. of salaries, uh, right? Because the living costs, I live in New York City. I can confirm mm -hmm. the living costs are much higher than in <laughs> Berlin. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's what I would say. Can imagine. And I mean, you have to build a brand in the US, right? Which is where a lot of companies come over, move over the, over the pond to build on a European success story and they struggle building a brand in the US, which is, as he says, an advanced big market. But if you make it in America, kind of we make it everywhere. So how is it? What's the experience now building a brand in the US? Yeah, funny that you asked because I just had my conversation with uh, our market, marketing leader here um, just a couple of days ago. And we're now two years um, in the US and people are starting to recognize us. They say, coach up, mm -hmm. wait, I heard about that. Obviously two years ago, nobody knew what Kocha was. It's a huge market, right? You can sink a lot of money in that market without getting any ROI. Uh, but we, we stick to the plan. We invest quite a lot of money in the market. We invest a lot into um, events and to your point of, of storytelling, of communication. Um, we do a lot of um, trade shows and events, but we always try to get a stage um, uh, opportunity, right? So somebody from our yeah. team can go on stage and and you know, share stories about how coaching changed lives, how coaching changed company performance and all these things. And these two things together and patience and you know, grit uh, finally leads to the fact that people are you know, recognizing CoachUp as, um, as a relevant player in the market. From the outside, it looks as if your comm strategy is about creating lots of touch points, right? Events, podcasts like this, um, Advertise paid, paid probably as well, um, direct sales. So there's probably a lot going on throughout the funnel, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a mix. Yeah, so um, you know, I'm looking for the silver bullet for five years now. There's no, <laughs> so it's no. always it's a it's uh, a mix. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> well, if you find it, let I me will. know. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> please, please come back and share it. Um, yeah, I, th I think in reality, there's no silver bullet. I mean, in this market, you have to almost pre-sell. That's always my impression. You have to pre-sell. Um, and when people recognize you and want to learn more and finally ready to speak to you, you know, this is when you've already made the sale kind of thing. It's, it used to be the other way around. You, you will have a sales conversation, but that was very different. But I would assume that, um, your brand name, Coach Hub, helps you. I mean, it's pure genius because it encapsulates what you do. Would, would you agree? I mean, that that's actually helping you. <laughs> I heard before, usually I have a pretty, um, pretty, uh, bad, you know, uh, hand when it comes to picking names, but yeah, maybe you're right. Um, it, it definitely says what we're doing, right? Um, yeah, probably it is. I've never really thought about yeah. it, but it, it, it's mm. my experience. It helps because, um, you're saving the budget and the airtime to kind of explain what you do. If you, if you create a word that has nothing to do with the product, um, which can be a strategy, which is fine, but usually it needs more time, attention and investment to build that brand because you have to fill it with life. But if it works, then you own that phonetical space, which is which is also fine. Um, but CoachUp, I think, is pure genius. Did you come up with it or you, you imagine? Yeah. yeah. We just yeah, sat together. Yeah. You just sat together, had a pint in, in Dublin or so. It's called CoachUp. Yeah. Our, our last company was called TestHub. Right. See? But one and that worked that worked so, uh, see that was <laughs> a, said, hey that's good uh, omen let's go <laughs> <laughs> we exited yeah. successfully so let's let's build on that that's that's exactly. amazing so basically the first company um gave was the seed to the idea and the second one gave uh sophie 
was contributed part of the name at least. I love that. That you built a pretty big company. I mean, raised hundreds of millions. You have six hundred team members, and I'm sure that's a big has been a big journey for you as a leader, CEO in the last few years. So, how do you communicate with your six hundred people all over the globe? Yeah. So, <clears throat> hands down, it's it it was a challenge for a long time, and we didn't see it as a such a big challenge um, and oftentimes communication and I'm speaking to the right expert here is the most critical thing in your job right it's so important because many things that you assume as given hey well, I don't know about me the people sitting next to me they know about it. why doesn't anybody else know about it it's most mm -hmm. of the case not true so uh, we had big troubles with that especially since we scaled during during the pandemic um, and everybody was remote, mostly in the US. Um, com yeah. You know, communicating was super tough. And one thing that we did, that was the best decision probably in the history of the company, was that we hired an internal communications person around a year ago. And she changed everything. Like she yes. channeled <laughs> the things that were going on in my brothers and my head and translated into stuff that we then brought back to the organization. and vice versa. So I think this is so extremely critical and yeah. highly underrated in any company. I, I totally agree. I mean, communications is, uh, I think, has, has risen in sort of most CEOs understand how important it is. But within communications, often intern that suffers and is underinvested in, I think there's a lot of lip service, but not often the investment. So I love it that you that you mentioned that. So basically, she, she there was a bottleneck, basically getting things out of your head and your your hand and your writing into the community, and you need that resource, right? You need someone to actually say, "Yanez, let let's do this. Let's let's have that conversation. Let's let's write that email." But what what is the channel that works best for you? Is it a town hall? Is it a weekly email? Is it videos? What 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 do you prefer? Yeah, so we so we try different things. Right now, it is uh, indeed a town hall that we do. Like we do a global town hall uh, once a month uh, in two time zones. So we have to do the mm -hmm. same show two times, <laughs> uh, but it's okay. Is it better the second time? Uh, sometimes, sometimes <laughs> depends on the, the date time. Yeah. Um, so, so that's the main channel where we um, transmit information. And then we have regional uh, meetings on for regional levels. Then we have topic specific. Um, global meetings always in two time zones right yeah. because we need to catch everybody which is tricky um, on certain things like strategy or other things because we do have uh, employee engagement service and and there we actually learn that people want to learn more about certain topics then we try to you know make specific um, global sessions on these things um, yeah I think that's that's the most important channel we don't use email that much yeah. we, we had to use slack obviously but I think people pay more attention if, if, if they're live in the call. Oh, I agree. I agree. Slack can get a bit messy. But uh, now that you solved the internal communications bottleneck, what's your biggest challenge now in terms of communications? Um, I mean, we have not solved it. I think we, it was a mm. big step forward with, uh, uh, with our new colleague, but still it's the, challenge or, the challenges are still massive. So we need to uh, you know, become even better in communicating um, priorities, changes and all these things. Uh, I think that's that's super critical, and then also the the culture piece, right? Scaling that fast um, comes with its challenges to mm -hmm. uh, to look into to make sure that like we are one team, uh, we feel like one team, we communicate like one team. Um, so also on the culture uh, piece, there's a lot of things that need to be worked on. We're working on it, 
and we're tackling it one by one. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's it's obvious. I think that's actually many challenges. Uh, yeah. Sorry, many CEOs facing these challenges right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is it is quite challenging due to the remote hybrid culture and the fact that um, how do you keep up culture in a company that's growing where a lot of people never met face to face. I mean that is. In a way, there's no silver bullet, as you know. Also for that topic, so not just external but internal. Again, it's it's all the different pieces you have to put together. Um, there's the culture piece, which leads to um, usually a good employee experience. There's the internal communications piece, which should lead to engagement. And there's the employer branding. So ideally, your people tell the next employees that's a cool place to work. And actually, fun is one of our core principles. So that's that's at least a, a good meme to pass on, I would say. Now, what, what's what's on the cards for you? What's next for CoachUp? IPO on the cards, maybe? <laughs> um, yeah, well. Obviously, can't comment on that, right? But um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to keep on growing. We have a, we have a fantastic business model. Um, we have a huge market that's that's completely untapped. Um, the I don't know if you know Gartner, but they released their hype cycle, so their the coaching or digital coaching is somewhere in the middle. So we're far away from from any saturation. Mm -hmm. um, so we're just going to enjoy the ride, keep on growing, and then we'll see what the future holds. Yeah, amazing. Any new markets you want to enter, or is it already so global that it's it's more deeper into the markets than expanding into new countries? We're literally in all markets already. Yeah. Like we're in Japan, we're in China, we're in Australia, we are in Latin America, we're in Eastern Europe, we're everywhere. So there's actually no, you know, not a lot of markets <laughs> left. Um, so yeah, the 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 agenda is now to grow. Uh, um, wallet share in in those specific markets, yeah. and, and I guess the pie is growing as such anyway, right? It's 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 a growing pie. It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. yeah that's so cool. Now I always ask this at the end. I really appreciate you taking all this time, Yannis. So really, really thank you. But um, I always ask this at the end: What's the best piece of communications advice for people who want to aspire to to build great companies like you've done? Be aware of what you're doing. So, and I'm not saying that you need a coach to be aware of what you're doing, but be aware of your own communication style, of your um, of your blind spots. Because and that was for me, for example, the case. I thought, hey, everybody knows what's going on because I've talked to the people in my room. Be aware that it's often not the case and be open to feedback on that and then act on it. And then whether that's going to be an, you know, an internal comms person that you're going to hire or structure something, but this is extremely critical. And I would say nearly all companies underestimate the, the importance of yeah. internal communications. Amen to that. That's, that's fantastic advice. Janis Nibeschitz joining us from New York, co-founder and CEO of CoachUp, the leading global coaching platform that is democratizing coaching for all of us. So Janis, thank you so much. That was a great conversation. I really, really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening and see you all next week.